All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players podcast. On this week's episode, this is not for vegetarians or vegans because we're talking about nothing but beef. Kyrie and Jamal Murray got beef in Denver. LaMelo Ball goes back to high school? How, How does this even happen, Drew? Colin Sexton is now the scapegoat of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The veterans have thrown him under the bus. Finally, the NBA All-Star Draft will be televised. Feelings are going to get hurt. Drew defends his boy Luke Walton to the end. What really happened with the beef between Luke and Magic? I'm so pumped on this episode, Drew. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the fucking intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast. Yep. Episode 51, Drew. 50 was remarkable. (laughs) 51, I'm pumped. I am so pumped for this episode, Drew. Yeah, this is going to be a good episode. I am so pumped. And the reason why I'm pumped is because I really hope your pick for 51 is my guy. Yeah. So what episode is this going to be, Drew? Who you got? Can't be too many 51s. No, there's not. Uh, yeah, so the number 51, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five people. There was more than five. There was actually quite a few mm-hmm. uh, people that have worn 51 over the years. But there was five people that I was able to even recognize as people that would be notable names. Meta World Peace, a.k.a. Ron Artest, wore 51 for one season with the New York Knicks. I don't even remember I him. Don't remember him being on the Knicks. Nope. It was in 2014. Nope. Your boy Keon Dooling. Oh, Keon. 2012 wore that number for Magic? the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Funderburk. Sac Sacktown. Oh, yes, sir. Sacramento Kings. Funderburk. Okay. One of the only guys that wore 51 for his entire career. That was his number then, huh? That was it. That was his mm-hmm. number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For I think he played for one other franchise other than the Kings, and then. Uh, Right now, currently in the NBA, Ryan Archie Diacono. <laughs> Who the fuck is that, dude? You may remember him from his days at Villanova. He I was don't. he was a white guy point guard, mm-hmm. and he was the one who made the pass to Chris Jenkins to hit that pull up deep three oh, yeah. at the buzzer to win the national championship for Villanova. Mm-hmm. That was like th- two three years ago now, three years ago I think. Uh, he's on the Bulls. Right now, currently? Right now, currently, okay. and he's wearing number 51. Right. He's getting actually a couple decent minutes, uh, so shots to him. But <laughs> What's the name again? One more time. Ryan Archie Diacono. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the Villanova, they love an Italian. Uh, they love an Italian, a white Italian guard. I guess so. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo yes. was one of those. We got punked last he night. Did. We'll he talk had, about that later. something happen to him. <laughs> Uh, but, dude, you know what's funny, man? Uh, the list is not complete without your boy Boban. Boban! Marnjanovic. My favorite player. And I have no problem with it being Thank his you, episode. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. This is can be the, the Boban episode. No Boban problem. the GOAT. Yep. Episode 51 is going to be Boban. The biggest episode we've ever done. A.K.A. Boby. Yeah. A.K.A. Boby Wong Kenobi. Yep. A.K.A. Slowbon. Slowbon. A.K.A. Tippy Toe Bobo. <laughs> A.K.A. 
neither Mike nor LeBron, the GOAT is Boban. Uh-huh. Hello, guys. Hi, I'm Boban Marjanovic, uh, basketball player of Clippers. Boban, this is your episode. Yeah, dude. I am so pumped now. I love it. Thank you, Drew. No Thank problem. you. You know, it wasn't it was it wasn't very difficult for me to allow this to happen. As much as I love Lawrence Funderburg. We all do. Who doesn't love a Funderburg? Dude, what the that's one of the most amazing names ever. Last name Funderburg. Do you Funderburg. think they called him Fun? Mr. Funderburg. Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Funderburg. <laughs> Since this is episode 51 and it is the Boban episode, yeah. we might as well just bring up Boban is killing right now. He's okay. now starting. He has taken over the starting, starting starting the past two games. Over Gortat. Oh, yes. And I'm actually, well. Is Gortat injured? No. No. Gortat, the past, I'd say, five games just hasn't been efficient, really efficient okay. at all. Boban mm-hmm. has come in and they're playing uh, Trez, T-Rex. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell is great. Boban just brings a lot of energy. It's it's hard to even say that, but he brings the energy off the bench. He's extremely hard to guard. Shout out to our boys, hard to guard. But yeah, he's been starting the past two games. And Gortat, when he didn't start two games ago, um, he had the longest running streak of uh, starts in the NBA. Gortat did? Yeah, it was something like 186. Yep, Um, makes sense. DeAndre Jordan had that before him. But yeah, Boban, he's got a... uh, Seven foot three, seven ten wingspan. Yeah, we called him the AKA Tippy Toe Bobo because mm-hmm. he can dunk on his tippy toes. He can. I could have kept going with the AKAs, Drew. But Is I w- there more? Um, well, I could save them. I just thought that those were my best. You ones. can break them out when you feel like it. <laughs> All right, episode fifty one. It's the follow through with clips and Drew. There's a lot going on in the NBA, but I want to start with something, Drew. Yesterday. It was brought to the world's attention that LaMelo Ball is now returning back to high school. Yeah, big news, big Um, news. He's going to Spire Institute in Geneva, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, that is, it's a, it's a, it's a Oli- Olympic training. It's like a prep school. Pre- it's a super prep, yeah. a collegiate school. Right. Um, uh, focused solely on training athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be playing with it. If you've, you've seen this guy social media wise, yeah. seven foot seven, uh, Romanian. Mm-hmm. Export uh, Robert Bob Krosky Bob Bob Skrovsky. I don't know how to say his last name. But well, we call him Bob Bob. Well, yeah. So Rob his name Bob. is Bob 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 Krosky. Rob Bob. Seven foot seven. He is thirty seven pounds. Yeah, he's <laughs> dude. He is. He look. Yeah, he looks. He he looks really awkward. Like you know, Boban is is a big man who looks very weird. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's so large. This kid. It, he looks like he was pulled out of the Romanian circus of some kind. Let's be nice to Bob Bob. I know. First, I, I but hope, he does. I hope he does well. Like I, Maybe they didn't feed him enough. I don't know how much rice or bread. They need to just feed this kid bread 17 times a day. Put on the carbs. Where's the Get pasta? Get some carbs. Give yes. me some pasta. Where's the spaghetti at, yo? And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, if you would have told me that it was Boban's, like, cousin, I would have. I would believe you. There's no reason to not believe you. But... I think it's going to be a little bit uh, the continued show on the road, right? It's the Lamelo Ball show, and they and they just added this extra character to uh, to the show. Well, I, you know, let's not forget that that Melo is still only seventeen. Feels like he's been we've been following him, talking about him forever. Yeah, um, he's seventeen. How this is legal, I don't understand. I don't get it either. Um, how? I mean, he. He obviously made money in the JBA. He obviously got paid. And and in Lithuania. And in Lithuania. And to be able to come back, maybe because it's a prep school, it doesn't matter? Well, I, this is the first instance of this that I can ever recall. I don't know if in the history of high school sports, if there's ever been a player that left in the middle of his high school career to go play professionally and then be able to return. I've never once seen this. What I know is that he can't play college. No ball. way, no way. So he's going. At, at, essentially, at this point, it seems like the play that they're making is they want to get him geared up for that G League contract next year. They want him to be. But doesn't he have to be nineteen for G League? No, no, no. no. I thought it was nineteen. One year removed from high school. I thought it was. No, that's the NBA. The oh. NBA is one year removed from high school. The G League, you can come straight from high school. Okay, now. that okay. was that was their big deal, and it seems like. You know, you you mentioned it when they announced it when we when we covered the announcement of the G League offering a hundred and twenty five grand contract for to elite for, for elite mm-hmm. high school prospects to join. It seems like that might be the end of the JBA because, as you said, it's like who's who's going to go to the JBA now? If you if you have a D one scholarship 
or an offer to go to G League, the third option, and it's a way down there option at, at this point, is the JBA. So maybe maybe Lavar and, and Mello saw the writing on the wall. That's right. obviously coming. Right. And I the- think they'll still probably prop up the JBA because they need Jello, the middle one, mm-hmm. to get some run. So I also think this was this is a move like kind of passing the torch. Like Mello was going to be the guy who ran the JBA, the number one star in the JBA. But now they're like, well, Jello needs some shine, so we're gonna pass that towards the JBA torch to Mel or to Jello, Leangelo Ball. Let him get the fifty points a game or whatever so in meaningless games, and then they're gonna let Lamelo go back to high school in hopes that he can still qualify for an elite prospect role and get into the G League next year. So you think that the JBA will still continue this year? I think it's gonna be. I think solely because Jello, where is he gonna play? Well, unless they do this Lithuania shit again, or unless he wants to stay overseas and play. I don't think they want to do right. that. I mean, they. The, I think the whole reason that uh, they did this JBA was so they could come back home. And, they, you know, Lithuania is cool and whatever, but no, they weren't making that much money on their contract. We looked at their deal. Mm-hmm. It was minimal amount of money that they were being paid to play there. They were playing against poor competition. They weren't getting any press other than the press Facebook that, or whatever. Right, other than the press that they brought themselves, they right. got a lot of press in the very, very beginning. But when then when you see them playing against these youth teams, what what good are they going to gain from that? Nothing. So I think the founding of the uh, the JBA was based on getting mellow a- attention, mm-hmm. and then it and then it created a safety net for Jello to. In the worst case scenario, when he didn't get drafted, which didn't happen, he didn't get invited to a summer league team, which which didn't happen, and then he's not even good enough to play in the G League. So now they have a place for Jello to play in the United States. I think Mello again. It'll be interesting to see what he does at this Ohio school, but it's pretty clear to me that he's going to try and, and jump to the G League at this point. I think I don't see the JBA going on this year. To be honest with you, I don't and know I, how they can survive, but I, I think they're going to try and do it simply because just, Je- just Jello, to keep Jello going. Jello has nowhere else to play. Well, he like again though he can go overseas and play. He can get an overseas contract and play with a team, and then hopefully maybe this summer try to get into the G League. Again. I don't see that being a case, man. If he's not even good enough to get on a summer league NBA team, and you already know the baggage that he comes with, I, I don't see it happening for him but who knows i mean i don't know how they're going to be able to afford it i think to your point Mm -hmm. i don't know how they're going to be able to pay the players the the, all the money that they said they would be able to pay them and it was reported that a lot of players didn't get paid and had to pay for their flights and ended up losing money even playing in this league and they came out and said that their top their top dollar per month their 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 highest prospects would be getting 10 grand a month which is essentially like the 125 Mm -hmm. grand if you do the if the year breakdown so uh, I really think that with the G League doing this next year, it really kind of cuts the legs out from the JBA. So maybe they're maybe they are looking at at shutting it down after e- one. Either season. way, what this family is doing is just unbelievable, bro. Yeah. It, it's crazy what they're doing. Just, I mean, everything they've done has been extremely illegal. Like, how can you even go back to high school? The only thing I can think of is that the high school has never run into this issue before. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented. There's no rules about it yet because maybe? no one's ever done it, as right. far as I can tell. Like other than to go back to high school to go get like your GED or something like that, but never, never being able to play again, you know. I guess uh, you know his his eligibility is still there, right? Because he only did three years in high school and then took off for the last two years. Right. I guess I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. I hope Lamelo does well. I, I mean, think he's going to do well. I think we've seen him grow a lot this year. Yeah, um, we weren't the biggest fans of him early. Actually, you might have been. I wasn't. I thought I thought he had opportunity to physically grow, uh-huh. and that would really help his game, which, which he has, which though. happened. Yeah, six he's, seven now. Yeah, he can obviously shoot. He can play. I think he. I honestly think he's going to be the best ball brother. Um, we've said that um, a few times before. But moving on from the ball family, it'd be, it's going to be interest, interesting to see where that goes. Some beef happened this week. Okay. Drew. Some beef. beef. Some Kyrie beef. Oh, yeah. And I want your take on this. Sure. Uh, our boy Jamal Murray on on Denver uh-huh. um, went off for 48 yeah. the other night against Boston in a win. Yeah. Uh, they won, I think it was like 9 or 10 points, something like that. Yeah. Final seconds of the game. Nobody's playing defense. You know, the game's over. You're supposed to dribble the ball out. Uh, Jamal Murray makes a bitch move, and yes, I, I'm going to say a bitch move by okay. taking the three pointer, trying to get that fifty. He, it was deep. It I mean, was a deep. I get it. It was far away. I get it. But it is a bitch move. It's a bitch move. Um, Kyrie did not like that one bit. He no grabbed bit. the ball and 
threw it into the stands in disgust. Yeah. And then later went on to say that this is this is a bullshit move. Yeah. There are unwritten rules in the NBA, Drew, that you kind of just in basketball levels all the way down, I think, too, because if that if you pull that shit in high school, I'm going to be pissed. Right. You know what I mean? Like we had that happen. I remember this one year. I think I was a junior and uh, Hollis Thompson uh, was uh, you know playing for Loyola High School at the time in Los Angeles. And then we played against him. And as I think he was a sophomore that year, we were down by eight points or whatever. And the clock was running out. We were at home. And he did a windmill dunk at like at the buzzer, mm-hmm. and I was very unhappy with that. And but I was like the only one who actually gave it. Right, a, nobody a gave shit. a fuck. And my coach was was irate with the rest of the team that nobody went up to him and said like, "Dude, fuck you," mm-hmm. or pushed him or anything like that. But that shit, you don't do that. You just don't do that shit. And yeah. what's funny is they the the announcers were talking about it mm-hmm. before he shot it. Like, is he going to shoot it? Is he going to go shoot 15? it? Right. The referee, if you watch, as soon as he shoots it, runs over because he knew something was going to pop off <laughs> al horford doesn't give a fuck like he's walking off the court yeah, Kyrie right. takes the rock they interview him after the game about him throwing the ball uh-huh. um and he says i quote i mean what kind of competitor wouldn't it bother right i understand if we foul him going to the free throw line i don't want to make a big deal of it the ball deserves to go into the crowd after a bullshit move like that so i threw it into the crowd mm-hmm. and it would be a different it would be end of quote by the way mm-hmm. uh it would be different if he got fouled and you go to the free throw line and get that 50, I think it's a bitch move. I think a lot of people in the uh, people were tweeting, you know, Rex Chapman tweeted, oh, well, they shouldn't have let him get 48. And a lot of people said Jalen said that too. Jalen Rose said that. Talking, too. that's coming from a guy who let Kobe get 81. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking come on, Jalen. Yeah. No, but I mean, Jalen wasn't up. Jalen didn't throw the ball in the crowd no, after Kobe no. scored 81. No. You know what I mean? Right. And, and there's, there is a point to be made there. If you're going to be upset for a guy going for 50, wanting to get 50, don't let him get 45. Don't Agreed. let him get 48. I mean, that's that's the facts. Now, Jamal had a great game. I don't want to take away from that no. because he did. He set, a, he set a, a, a new career high for himself. They beat a good team this year in Boston who is on shaky ground, I think, right now. They're still trying to figure out their 12-man rotation. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I, I get it. I, it's, a, it's a fucked up move for him to do that, and I, I don't think he'll do that again. But I think Jamal Murray... This isn't the first instance of little weird shit that he's done. I mean, if you remember last year, he had the thing where he dribbled around Lonzo Ball, and that that was that was kind of made some headlines because at the end of the game. Right? It was again at the mm-hmm. end of the game where the clock's running down. This time he actually did dribble out the clock, but the way that he did it was throw the ball around Lonzo and go pick it up. And that was the first time that we saw. That's my move. I like that move. By the it's way, it's a good move. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, it's kind of a it's kind it of is. a bitch move to mm-hmm. do at the end of the game when clearly no one's playing. No one's playing anymore. You, the clock's done. We're gonna, we, you know, they they won the game that night, and we're just gonna walk off the floor. And then he does that shit. So it goes up there. This has happened a lot in the NBA, though. I yeah. think Lance Stevenson did it last year too to get his triple double. Like threw it off the backboard and got a rebound. We saw Ricky Davis do the same thing uh, back in the day. I remember Ricky. Donald. Ricky did. Ricky's was super Ricky disrespectful. Was bad. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. And I think it was because it was Ricky Davis too. Like people already didn't like him, and he was an asshole, anyways. Mm. Um, I and I brought this up on a podcast before, but I remember Donald Donald Royal did it too, like threw it off the backboard to get a triple. Oh, really? Double. You know what? I, my whole thing is just like get get the fifty on your own. Um, I thought it was a bitch move. I thought a lot of the uh, the the OGs definitely didn't like it, but it is what it is. See, so here's the thing, right? Like he, the game was over. Right. There was seconds ticking down. If he really wanted to get, he could have just walked up to the basket and laid the ball in the, in the Which basket. Which would have been even more disrespectful. It would have been. But my point is, is if he really wanted to get the 50, mm-hmm. he could have done that. Right, right. And no one would have stopped him. He would have got pushed and probably there there may have been a bit of a scuffle right. ensuing after that. But like if he makes the three, maybe there's a scuffle. Uh, there's a scuffle. But my point is, is like he, he clearly... He showed a little restraint because he could have just walked right up to the basket. Mm-hmm. No one was going to stop him doing that. Were, the game was over. So he's like, he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to wing it. this. Maybe I'll I'm hit this throw. 37 footer and I'll hit 51. But then after he did the shrug, like, oh, why is everybody so mad at me? Like, what, what's the deal here? It, right after that, he, he was interviewed on the court and he said, you know what? I probably shouldn't have done that. But, you know, who cares? I was going for 50. Right. And, and I mean, the fact that we're talking about it now, it brings up a good point because the, the unwritten rule thing. There's a lot of those in all sports, right? You know, in, in, in baseball, like you, when you slide into second, there's a lot of shit that goes down there. And, Don't throw at my head. Right, all that. Don't throw behind me. There's a lot of stuff right. that happens in the game, and that's one of the things in basketball. 
is if you are already winning and everyone's kind of done. The game's over. You should you should just you know put the ball in your armpit. I remember. Wait for that shit to end. I think the best one. I'm just remembering this uh-huh. right now. The best one I ever saw uh, was the end of a game. Karan Butler was our small forward, and if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys remember this, but we were down. And this, and this is why people say play the whole 48 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is whether you're down 10 right. or 15, whatever. Um, but Karan Butler, we were down whatever 12. I think we were playing the Pistons, and I, I think it was. It was Jonas Jabreko or one of those guys. Jonas Jabreko. He was yeah, on Detroit. I think it was him. Okay. Um, and the game was over, like literally over, 10 seconds left. And Karan walks up to him and goes and reaches out his hand to like slap his hand, like good game. And the dude, and J- Jonas went out and fucking Karan just snatched that Stole shit the out. Ball. Went right back at the end and, and did a layup. And nobody was going to fuck with Karan, though, because Karan's a G. And that's, and that's so, a funny move. It is. <laughs> but it, uh, it, see, the inverse of that, right? Like, so, like, if, if let's just say Jamal Murray's dribbling out of the ball and Kyrie does that and then just goes on the other side and she's this 37-foot jumper right. and makes or misses, we're, this isn't even a conversation. Right. Right? It's all about, the like, that moment mm-hmm. where you are supposed to uh, dribble out the ball. The guys that are winning are the ones that dribble out the clock. We, we're not going to be as harsh on Karan for doing that. No. Right? Even though everyone's agreeing that this is an unwritten rule right. and no one should be playing anymore, we're not going to be harsh on Karan for doing that. Hey, because Karan's that guy that's playing 48 minutes. And you guys so. lost by 10 instead of 12. Right. right? So like, it doesn't matter. Right. This, none of it really matters. It and, didn't and, change the game. And it's not like Jamal Murray's not going to have another shot at getting 50. He's a hell of a hooper, man. And the way things are going this year, I mean, people are going to be getting 50s. And, you know backtracking a little bit on our 50th episode we were talking about it was the week of 50s yeah and then that night that we dropped episode 50 d rose went for went for his 50 what a great performance great and and it's it's in it's you know it's been talked about the whole week i don't want to get too far into it but it was really great to see him do that shouts to derrick rose the week of 50 continued continued and he uh and even watching i watched him play the clippers the other night he looked really really good it in in d rose fashion he dropped 50 and then injured his ankle and didn't play the next two games (laughs) true D Rose fashion. <laughs> so we, 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 it's exactly who we thought he was. But it's good to see a guy that's thirty, you know, coming oh, back from all of these injuries and the emotions and, on his face. And you know, I mean, it's hard to not get emotional when totally. you look at that, especially as a basketball player. And, like, and wow, a lot of people have given up on D Rose, and a lot, and he even gave up on D Rose. He right. has felt he went into a depression. Remember when he went MIA on on Cleveland last year? Definitely, he's been going through a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, and I have the chills just saying this because it was great to see Steph and and Kobe and like all these guys LeBron reach out, LeBron. Out. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, fucking D Rose, it's about time, dude. You yeah. Know? And no, I'd really like to see him, especially with all the drama going on in Minnesota. And I think we're going to talk about that in a minute, but especially seeing all the drama going on in Minnesota and, and seeing a bright spot in Derrick Rose. And Jimmy Butler did not play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And he, I, he didn't even have much to say about that either, which yeah, was kind of odd. That was weird. But moving forward, shout out to D Rose. Way to go. Some more drama this week, some more beef. Okay. I want to talk about the worst team in the NBA. All right. Cleveland Cavaliers, even though we talk about them every episode and we shouldn't be talking about them because they're yeah. fucking horrible. They're not good. It's so funny. Eight games into the season, they're one and seven, right? Yeah. It's, it's 10 games in now, but when this came out, they're one and seven. Yeah, they're one and nine at this point. One and nine. It's come out that, you know, first of all, Ty, Ru- Ty Lu has been fired. Uh, JR wants out. Kevin Love is is injured, injured. he'll yep. be out for the foreseeable future yep. kyle uh corver. corver isn't even getting off the bench right but it comes people were talking sideways saying talking shit about colin sexton the rookie on how he doesn't know how to play basketball like they're trying to point the blame on him people on the team yes oh um people on the team Cavs veterans talking about that quote not knowing their role uh, younger players not knowing their role Uh-oh. quote don't know how to win doesn't know how to play and this is coming from veterans right wow and it really pissed me off and it's funny because Jared Dudley who is literally my least favorite player in the history of basketball mm-hmm. god he was the oh he was so bad he's still in the league I he's think. still playing on he's on Brooklyn yeah if I'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. Um, but he is a vet and he's been around the NBA and yeah. I said the same thing but he's like look your job as veterans, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, fucking whoever, love, whoever else is on the team, you, it's your job to teach these young bucks how yeah. to play. Don't go eight games into the season and blame everything on somebody that literally just got into the NBA. It's only eight games he's ever played. Ever played in the <laughs> NBA. Um, and mind you, like, 
he's not playing that bad. He's got about 11 points a game, two rebounds a game, two assists a game. That's nothing to write home I, about. I can honestly say I haven't seen a minute of of him playing, I, I even in like highlights. You know, there's there's a lot well, he, of games. For there was one this. highlight where somebody broke his ass down and right. he got shook. That's but, what I saw. Right. But what I mean is like I of all the games that that we have to watch on a nightly basis, it's very rare that I'm like, oh, let's check out the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> let's right see what now. Sexton's doing. Right now, I kind of want to though because of you know what you're saying. Colin Sexton was a tremendous player for Alabama last year, and he'll go down in in like in lore. As one of the three members of the Alabama squad to play three on five for the last like and he seven minutes buckets. of the game, and they almost they almost won that game. Wow! So to say that he doesn't know how to play basketball is fucking obviously ridiculous. He was drafted in the in the first what was he like seventh overall pick or something like that, right around there. Uh, so that's just all bullshit. I think it's a cop out for yeah. Cleveland to even do that. It's shit. deflection, right? It's like, well, it's not my fault. It right. can't be me that's fucking up. It's got to be this kid, right? And it, it, and it, maybe it, he is making mistakes with ball movement and stuff, but so does every single rookie that's ever played the game of basketball. Agreed. And coming into this, like, you think Colin Sexton want to come into Cleveland? Losing LeBron, yeah. this dysfunctional ass team. It look it's obvious that it's dysfunctional as fuck. Yep. And I think they're just looking for a scapegoat and they're like, well, let's blame him. Mm-hmm. Let's blame the rookie. Now, for for numbers standpoint, like when he's on the floor, they have a 99.8, almost a hundred uh, offensive rating. And then when he's off the floor, they, they have 110. Oh. So they're doing better with him off the floor, obviously. So maybe he is dribbling the ball too much. Maybe he's possibly. not maybe he's not moving the ball enough. Shooting forty two percent. I just think it was a cop out and you got to give these and we say this every fucking podcast. You have to give time for these kids to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only way that you're going to grow, like some of these teams are like like if you have a if you go into an organization with a Chris Paul or a Tim Duncan or a Kobe Bryant or actually maybe not Kobe because Kobe wasn't much of a teacher really. We never uh, really had draft picks anyway. We were right. always winning championships. Oh yeah, there's the low blow. Not a whole right lot there. of not well, a We're going to talk about your squad in a minute. Not son. a whole lot of draft picks during Kobe's years. <laughs> we're going to talk about your squad in a minute, but I just think it's a cop out and shame on you cleveland with your fucked up ass program you know step your game up teach the kid how to play yeah and this exactly is, and this is where coaching comes in and and when you don't have a, like yeah. obviously ty Lue was on the outs larry drew d- didn't want any parts of being the head coach he wanted the, some extra cash yeah and this you're gonna pay me to be a part and of this dysfunctional it. ass it family smart, it was a smart move it was a smart move larry drew <laughs> it's like dude i you know you're elevating me in, into a new position right. i should get an elevated wage with right. this and then he also got like a semi-guaranteed contract for the next season. Yeah, you so. want me to deal with this circus? Pay me, bro. Fucking, Fucking pay me. Cleveland needs to do something, but they they might have Zion on their squad next year. They might have a good little rookie coming in. Well, speaking of that, like mm-hmm. they're you know maybe they need more rookies like Colin Sexton and less of the vets like. Fucking name all the vets on their team. Maybe you need more of those rookies and less of those vets because at this point, why not? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing. They should be terrible. They should want. They should trade J.R. Smith if yep. they can get a, a pick for him or whatever. And Corver should be traded. All the offload everybody right. that doesn't want to be there. Take on you know uh, one year deals, minimum contracts, uh, picks. Do the whole nine because Zion and R.J. Barrett look fucking unbelievable. Can you believe that game? College basketball is back. I know we're an NBA podcast, but I love it. I can't get enough of college basketball. I watched both games last night, Michigan State against Kansas. Kansas won. Kansas looks good. They're ranked number one. But guess who's the actually the best team in the nation? I still don't understand how the rankings decided that Duke was fourth. Yeah, that just makes and no sense. And Kentucky was second because Duke beat Kentucky by like 30 points. <laughs> And they were, and it was from the get go, bro. They went up like twenty five ten. Zion was dun- just jumping everywhere, and and that was what we all wanted to wait and see. We're not going to spend that much time on this no. because we're not a college podcast. No, we're not. But, but we talk about Zion because we'll be talking about him next year. Exactly. On this podcast. So the the big thing that I I've seen Zion for years now. It's been like two three years now. Uh, on Instagram, dunking on little white guys. Right. It's kind of like the Dwight Howard syndrome. Right. Dwight Howard played against fucking five foot seven centers uh, in Atlanta in prep school. And that's kind of what Zion was doing. And then we saw some of the, the AAU clips where he was playing up against the bigger boys and still doing his thing. But, you know, this is a different stage. 
first of all, he looks big out there. Two eighty, six eight, which is which is a good size. And then yeah, two eighty, two eighty, and he's all of that. He's uh, he, all every piece, every pound of two eighty. He's all of that. He looks. It, it's like if Charles Barkley had a forty-five inch vert. Is it kind? Is kind of how I That's look. A good at comparison because it's it the same body type as Charles. He's he's taller than he's bigger than Charles mm-hmm. was. Charles was only six five or whatever, uh, but he plays with uh, an enormous amount of space and power. I so, have never seen a player like him. Doc. Watching I'm... him go up against Kentucky, mm-hmm. who supposedly is the number two overall mm-hmm. team in the nation, with uh, he he kind of went up head to head with with one of their uh, uh, freshmen, and then also butted heads a little bit with Reed Travis, who's like a twenty two year old senior, and made Reed Travis look pretty small. As a, as an eighteen year old, nineteen year old freshman, so he and R.J. Barrett are unbelievable players. R.J. to speak about him because we we talk a lot about Zion. R.J. is very skilled going to the basket. He's the real deal. He actually he's one of the few guys uh, in college that I've seen master the pace. You know, like you know, uh, one of the, one of the James Harden's best tools is when he goes to the rack. He goes at his pace. He's not always. B- like burning right by people like John Wall sprints mm-hmm. by De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox sprints by these guys mm-hmm. James Harden uses his body uh uses uses the the pace to quicken up and then slow down when he needs to to get that the contact and, and absorb the, the contact and right. then finish RJ Barrett did that like 12 times last mm-hmm. night going through the rack and he had like three Kentucky players around him did like Euros one two slow down finish at the rack that kid is good and I mean he's hitting threes so did Zion. Zion's first ever shot at Duke was, was a three-pointer, three and he nailed it. And that's what—that's the only thing people had to say about Zion. Can he was, shoot? Yeah, can he shoot? And guess what? He he can shoot. He can shoot and enough. He, he can shoot enough now. For but, now, yeah. <laughs> but but he did it from every every aspect of the game. Layup, mm-hmm. pat, he had a couple dimes, the rebounds. Bottom line is this. Duke made Kentucky look like an AAU team, and they are men, uh, men playing against boys. It looks like the same thing that Zion was doing in high school. Yep. Um, he's just so much phys- way more physically gifted than anybody out there. Yep. And I haven't. I mean, if LeBron play- played college, that might be what it would be be like. Yeah, but- and LeBron's a different player, too. Right. I mean, that, I mean, the whole thing, like, they're just different. But yeah, I, as far as like physical attributes, I, I suppose that's fine. Zion's bigger than him. Right. And just and and just a big fucking boy, dude. That is that is a big old dude out there. And he's bigger than LeBron right now. Right like, now. if they stood next to each other. He's bigger than LeBron. I right. mean, he's not as he's not as chiseled as LeBron, but he's like he's built. Like his shoulders and arms are large. I, I is Duke losing a game this year? That's yeah, what I definitely. Wanted. You think? So? Yeah, yeah. Because what will happen is they someone will figure out a scheme to make them shoot more. Mm-hmm. Right. Last night they were hitting all their threes. Right. They really were. Uh, Duke will definitely lose a game this year, and it'll be because their shooting lets him down. There's going to be a game when R.J. Barrett doesn't hit very much. There's going to be a game when Zion doesn't hit very much. Cam Reddish is the third, uh, the one, two, and three, mm-hmm. the third uh, prospect that they got, who's their best shooter, who actually kind of had like a semi-off night last night. So there's there's going to be nights when the shooting lets him down, and then and they're going to have to grit it out. Are they winning it all this year, though? I, there's a really good shot. What we've seen is is Villanova programs like that mm-hmm. that actually kind of retain more of their starters uh, and retain more of their players over over a couple a number of years seem to do better because they know they understand the system they know what their coach wants they know what's successful and they're comfortable on on the stage these boys all all the duke young guys seem very comfortable on a big stage but it's different when you get to march so I wouldn't be surprised if they won the national championship, but I also wouldn't be surprised if someone like Virginia mm. wins the national championship with, you know, they have seven seven returning players from last year and, and things like that. They're very uh, scheme oriented. They slow the ball down. They know how to get their shots. They make people. They play. They play really good defense. So one thing about Kentucky is they are young, and they're not good at defense. So. <laughs> You're going, Duke is going to brush up against teams that are good at defense, and that will be the test. It'll be against the Virginias and stuff like that. And it's going to be great to talk about Zion and R.J. Barrett next year on Cleveland and the Atlanta Hawks. They're probably really looking Dude, forward to Cleveland. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I'm saying. If you tank, go tank ahead. now, Cleveland. Go get him. Right. Go get right. him. Well, there's no other options at this point. Atlanta should be like, fuck. We're losing already. How are we not? How are we not doing this? They have three wins, and they're not at the bottom of right. the league. So they're trying. They, they got to pump the brakes. They need to. Trey Young's going to sit his first game. I feel like coming up here. 
So enough about Zion yeah. and Duke, and we're gonna we're gonna college talk, basketball. Talk, I love it. Drew's Drew's extremely happy about it, and I think we're gonna talk more about those those players, RJ and and Zion, and a few more. Yeah, um, as the the our season goes on. A couple things have changed since episode fifty, Drew. Okay, I would I referred to the Oklahoma City Thunder as the Oklahoma Shitty Thunder. You did. Which they were. They've actually won, I think, three in a row, if yeah, I'm they're not doing, mistaken. They're doing better. They've stepped up a little bit. Yeah, right now they're at five and four. Westbrook yes, went down with the ankle, yeah. so th- that's going to be interesting that to see. That was a scary moment. Fuck. We were on the phone when that happened. Yeah. Drew and I were discussing some business. Yeah. And uh, it sounded like it sounded like he blew that motherfucker it did, out. And it, I mean, dude, the replays that I've Ooh. seen of that where, it, first of all, can we just stop with with this? I mean, the man got injured. Like, I don't need to see his ankle hit, the, his ankle bone hit the, hit the, the slow ground. Uh, you know, every time I pull up Instagram, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sports Center, turn it on. Oh, my God, there it is again. I don't want to see the bone no. to hardwood contact. No. Can we just forget about it? But but it it did it did not look good. No. Uh, I thought it was more serious than it than it seems to be. Uh, he's walking around with a brace on, but it, nothing. He's not in a boot. No. And it seems like he for for as bad as it could have gone, it went pretty well. Right. So and they won that game. Honestly, they did. They all, they did. Which is the other side of that. Uh, he went out. What was it like a third quarter? Mm-hmm. And and they they and they still stayed on. They, and I think they beat the Jazz or something. Like mm-hmm. Maybe the Pelicans. Actually, it was the Pelicans. They beat a good team without well, Russell Westbrook. So and, and Schroeder had twenty two points in that game. I like him. I've always liked him. Yeah. Speaking of the Pelicans, they're another one. I I I coined them the the, the New pro- Orleans problems. Yeah. Um, and they're they're uh not performing the way they they're should. They're not solving any right problems now. right now. They're really not. And I, I actually had a question for you. They hit I, the skids I, a little bit. They have. Um, they started really hot, and they're still a good team. They're going to be there, like, yeah. depending on Anthony Davis and if he's playing how healthy he is, right? So I got into this argument, not necessarily an argument, but a discussion with a couple people, and I wanted your opinion, Drew. Do you think Anthony Davis, and I'm big on this. We've discussed this many times. Okay. My definition of a superstar. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis actually coined himself a superstar, said he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Do you think that Anthony Davis is a superstar? Yes. You do. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong by saying he's the best player in the NBA. What we saw out of him at the, at the back end of last year was was best player in the NBA caliber performance. You know, this is the question that that will never be answered, who, who is currently the best player in the NBA, because there's there's too many positions and and and. The, the easiest thing for me to say is that he's clearly the most talented big man that we have in the game right now. And I, I think, Even next to Embiid? I think he's better than Embiid. <clears throat> okay. I, I really do. And I think he rebounds better than Embiid. I think he plays, plays much better defense than Embiid does. And so, yeah, and then Embiid is on that list, honestly. Though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes, you know, the, he's, he's very close. Jokic is very, very close, I think, in that list too. But what Anthony Davis does... And what he was doing, like I said at the end of last year, he was averaging like thirty and fifteen a game. He was doing Shaquille O'Neal stuff that we hadn't seen right. since since the great one, Shaquille O'Neal. So, uh, yeah, I have no problem calling him a superstar. I mean, is Boban on the, is Bobby on the list too? Bobby's he, he's on the Boban. Yeah, he he make he may the, the the bottom end of that list. He might be on the bottom <laughs> end of that list, but he'll be he'll be on the list. Do you not think that he's a superstar? I just so I got in this argument, and it was with uh, again our our our. Our NBA guy, who I'm not, who's going to stay nameless. Okay, <laughs> but it's about being healthy, and you know how many games you're playing. Like you have to uh-huh. be, your availability is the most important. Well, he's had two years in a row where he's played over 75. seventy. Yeah, exactly. he paid seventy five. Yeah. So I kind of did. I did an average. Okay, um, starting in twenty twelve, and it's better than I thought it was. So 2012, 64 games. Yeah. 2013, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75. Decent. Which it's an average of 68 games, which is not bad. That's good. It's, it's more than I thought. Especially with someone that we know had had injury problems. Right. Like a history of injury problems. So he's right. getting stronger. Right. It's the way that Steph, I think he and Steph had a very similar injury arc. Mm-hmm. Like they figured out with Steph that it was his ankles and it stemmed from his hips. Right. He was not running correctly. So they fucking retrained him to run right and his ankles got stronger. I think the same thing kind of happened with Ant Davis. He had all that he he grew so fast over the course of his you know five years leading into the NBA. He was a point guard in high school. He was a, he was six fucking three, <laughs> and then he like in the next year he was six nine, right. and so like it, it takes a while for your muscles to like do the the things that they need to do. And he was a very skinny guy. We've seen that he's put on a lot of weight, muscle, a lot of good weight, mm-hmm. and I think he's now he's shored up that. That base that he had, to, he had to really strengthen his legs because that's where his issues was. It was like a foot or an ankle or a knee, 
For me, he's right on the cusp. I'm not saying he's. I think he's. I think he's amazing. I want to base it this year. I right. want him to. If he can play 68 games this year, 70 games, because you got They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know his numbers are going to. Just you, you think he's in the top 10? Of course. The, of course. Do you think he's in the top five? I just. Uh, I of uh, players in the NBA. Yeah. I think that that can be debatable. No, of course it is. But it's, that's why I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, I do. See, then, then in my opinion, if he's in the top five, then he has to be labeled a superstar. I just think there's a – yeah, I mean, I see it. Okay. It was a, it, it, it's not something that I'm standing behind like, fuck no, he's not. No, 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 I hear I you. I wanted the opinion because a lot of people said no. And a lot of people said, of course, you idiot. He's a fucking well, superstar. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. It's just me. I, I, I've set this bar so high for superstars. And it's mm-hmm. like there's LeBron and Steph – and Kevin KD Durant. and James Harden and Russell Westbrook, you know what I mean? And there, then you got the Embiid's and the 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 Anthony Davises and like, but see, I don't even think Embiid's a superstar yet. Embiid's not there yet because he's someone that's had injury history. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis has been in the league significantly longer than Joel right. Embiid has. True. Uh, and has a lot more games under his belt, and I think you earn that superstar rating, right? And I, the only the only I mean, LeBron is kind of the only guy that's ever really come into the league as kind of almost a bona fide superstar because of the coverage that he was getting in high school. And maintained it his whole and then, career. And then, yeah, and then and then he started good, mm-hmm. you know, and then really latched on and then has has taken off with that for, for his whole career. I can't think of another player with, like, pure – I mean, Kevin Durant had a lot of hype on him, uh, but that first year in, in Seattle was – you know, he was averaging, like, 20 points a game, mm-hmm. but nobody was like, oh, this kid's clearly going to be – you know, maybe the best scorer of all time. Right. You know, LeBron had had that weight on his shoulders for so long. And, and but outside of that, you earn superstardom. Same thing happened with Kobe. You know, Kobe had six to, points a game. Kobe had to earn that shit. Right. And he he worked at that. I think maybe Shaq is another guy that that came in with the had hype and- superstar like written all over him mm-hmm. and then and then matched it. Right. So but to your point, I, I don't see Joel Embiid being very much far behind Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is going to have a very, very good year this year. He's come out and said that he wants to have a good year, right? So he's putting pressure on himself, which is good because he's on a he's on a team where no one really talks about the New Orleans Pelicans. But he's also missed three games already, though this year, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. two or three got out. So of is 10. Kawhi. I mean, no, well, they're sitting out. So and is then, Jimmy Butler. Like, well, what we call what is him? He's Captain. Uh, 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 oh no! General soreness. Ge- yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler's sitting out for general soreness. <laughs> the fuck does that mean, Jimmy? Yeah. And how the fuck does your team let you sit out with general so- soreness? That shit to me, Drew, just does not fly. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's obvious he doesn't want to play there. And I, it, it, you know, I watched him play. I, I'm sorry to get off this Anthony Davis. It's okay, thing, we were kind of done with that. I'm anyway, done with so, it. Yeah, but yes, fine. back to Anthony Davis. Yes, he can be a superstar. I just don't think he's there yet. I want to see what he does this year. I want to see him get second round in the playoffs. That's okay. what I'd like to see. All right. Jimmy Butler watched him play against the Clippers the other night. Everybody played. Cat played. Jimmy played. Wiggins played. D Rose played. Played really well. Mm-hmm. They, they they looked like a decent, like a good team. Jimmy's passing the ball. Jimmy played. I hate referring to him as Jimmy for some reason. It just makes me sound call like him, call third him, person. Call him Butler. Butler. That's just Jimmy. Jimmy. It sounds like I'm talking about him like in the third person. Yeah. Jimmy loves Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy loves me some Jimmy. But I mean, Kawhi has sat out three games now. Yeah. Coming off of his "quote unquote" injury that he had, he had last a foot. Year. He had foot soreness, foot soreness. not general soreness. <laughs> it was it was located at the foot. Well, he left a game though. He got hurt he and left a game. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's just picking and choosing when the fuck he wants to play. Yep. And basically, just again demand. And you know what, dude? I'm tired of talking about Jimmy. Fucking figure it out because I think Jimmy's stock is 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 dropping right now. I do. I I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see. If there's a team out there that still wants him, right? It seems like the the Houston Rockets still want him. Miami still wants him. And it him. seems like Miami still wants him. And I think Miami might be the best possible destination for him. And also for Miami, because everyone's talked about this already. But Miami is pretty much locked up with their contracts. They don't really have a lot of cap space coming their way in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they're going to need to attract players like this via trade. They're not going to be able to sign free agents. They're going to need to draft players that they want to add, or they're going to need to trade for players that they want. And I, I really, I really think that that him going to Miami turns them into a contender in, in the East. In the East, right? As long as they can keep Dragic, right? Because Dragic is is a really, really good player. So if they can keep him, and you need your big man too, you need Hassan. Hassan's, Hassan's good. Yeah, he's totally too. fine. But yeah, I mean, if they can, if they have Dragic and Butler 
as their one two. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, little little squad there. We'll see where that goes. Uh, it's just up in the air every time we talk about it. He might. So the Lakers play the Timberwolves tonight. We don't know. Like you're saying, we don't know if he's going to play. It sounds like he's not going to play because his back is sore. Or whatever. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to have to guard LeBron all night. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, he played really well against <laughs> this la- last time we played. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he wants to get out there. But I, I just, I'm tired of talking about. I it. know we're done. We're done with Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. we're done. We're done with you. And fuck your general soreness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least come up with something better. Say you got the fucking flu, bro. Yeah. Say stomach, something. Still food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can't. Look- I, I can't call out to work and be like. <laughs> Food poisoning works when you call out to, when you don't want to go to that work. That works. Oh man, I had some sushi last night, and you know it was it was you know maybe it didn't taste good, but I was really hungry. Right. And you know, oh, I was throwing up all that. Like I can't come in. I can't come in today. Fake it, bro. We're but all if sore. I, if I call in and go, hey, you know what, <laughs> boss? I, I got to tell you something real quick. I I just can't make it into work today. I am I am sore. Real, I'm sore all all over. <laughs> I'm just sore everywhere. I can't do it. I'm sorry. It won't fly it anywhere work. else. But. Minnesota plays the Lakers tonight. We got to talk about our beef, the the Magic Johnson, Luke Walton, the blow up. Media, social media made this sound like this was a fucking showdown. It really did. I don't, uh, I don't believe it. I don't think you believe that it was some, some argument, some. Yeah. So here, here the, to be specific about what happened, there was a supposed confrontation between Magic Johnson and Luke Walton about the state of the Lakers. It was assumed that the meeting, because apparently it was loud enough for people to hear through walls. I don't, I don't think anyone was actually physically standing there and listening to the words, but it was loud enough for for it to draw this much attention. Magic is unhappy with where the Lakers are right now, uh, specifically surrounding the defense that the Lakers are are playing or the lack of defense the Lakers are playing. And he's not wrong. The Lakers last year. Uh, were one of the top defensive teams in the NBA. It's weird to think about that because we were so that is, bad. That is. But we were very good on defense. We were. Uh, we just weren't so good on offense last year. Right. Uh, and we had no real reason to win last year. So defense is about effort. Magic Johnson sees a lack of effort on the defensive end and is going to his head coach to fix the problem. That's essentially what the meeting was about as far as all the information I could garnish uh, via social media reports and articles that I read uh, read about about this, the first report said that Magic was like berating Luke, right, and like calling him names and cursing, and uh, for all of the things that I've heard about Magic Johnson in my 29 years of life, none of them have ever confirmed that he goes after people in with with using vulgarity, even cussing. He doesn't. Not cu- a cusser. He, he doesn't. And so that to me. Even Bill Simmons pointed this out uh, on his podcast. Like he worked with Magic for over a year and never once heard him use a curse word. So that to me is those reporters trying to get the clickbait and look at my article over here, uh, fake news kind of shit. When you report fake news, you are the enemy of the people. Just sit down, please. The good news is it's important for Magic to be able to tell his head coach. I agree. To fix a problem like a glaring issue like is our defense. Right. And I would like to say that it stems with LeBron. Oh. The reason that we're not playing good defense is because LeBron is coasting through this season so far. He has, uh, he's, he's got the new Tesla model out here in LA. He is sitting back, both hands on the top of his head, letting that motherfucker drive itself. He is not trying very hard, especially. You're blaming, you're blaming LeBron fucking James. Hold on a second. He's mm. the leader of our team, is he not? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Tech, typically, leadership is reflected in team attitude and mm-hmm. team performance. Is, it, is that correct? Correct. Okay. If your leader is not playing great defense, not helping out, not switching, letting guys take open jumpers, jogging up the floor, is that going to inspire you to go out there and play hard defense? No. Defense is five guys playing defense. True. Five guys. You need all five of your guys to be playing defense, especially in the NBA. Because everyone you're going up against should be able to beat anyone they're guarding one-on-one. Because that's how talented the NBA players are. So you need help side. You need communication. I'm not saying that LeBron is the reason we're losing games. I'm not saying that. He is playing well while he's coasting. Okay. He's averaging his 27-7-7. Seven, and seven. Right. He's doing all the things that I expected him to do. But when it comes to this, we saw this last year and we've seen it two years ago. The beginning of these seasons, he takes... His time. 
He is not overly exerting himself. He's shooting less than 18 times a game every game. He's letting this season come to him. He's not trying to get injured right now. He's and that's and that's something that I really I really believe that part of why he hasn't really ever been injured because he's he's able to manage this uh, as the season progresses. I think if Luke wants to make an impact, he should go to LeBron uh, personally. I don't know what their relationship is like. I hope it's at a, at a place where he can go to LeBron and say, "Look, man, a little bit extra effort on defense would really go a long way, not just from you, but for what it would mean for the team. A little more effort from you means a lot more effort from everybody else because it, it that that energy is contagious." So, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. And and but there is 11 more players on the team that aren't performing uh, the way they should be performing too. You you can't shoot if you don't in, in today's NBA. If you can't hit three pointers, uh-huh. you're not going to win fucking ball games. Uh, again, I'm, I'm I've been getting kind of big on these these on the court off the court numbers, right? Right. And we posted it on our page, and so the Clipper or excuse me, the Lakers uh, plus minus this this season with LeBron on the court, they're minus thirty. Uh-huh. With him off the court, they're plus nineteen. Now they're what are they? They're four and six right now. Uh, yes. And LeBron is playing most of the game. He's averaging what, like 34 minutes a game, 33, 34 Yeah, he's in the thirties. Yeah, he's in the thirties. So whether they're winning or losing, he's normally on the court for most of the game. Correct. So that being said, I mean, you're, you're going to be better with LeBron on the court if you're the Lakers, no matter what. Right. What you want as a fan is to see more effort from LeBron. You want him to, obviously this has worked for him though, Drew, his whole career. If he coasts the beginning of the, the year, so he's ready for the playoffs or whatever. I'm not, only- I don't have an issue with it. Right. I want to, I want to state that clearly. The issue that I, ha- I have an issue with his defense, mm-hmm. right? And I think, it, it, again, it happened last year when, when Cleveland finished in the four seed last year and he could have willed them to the three or two seed, I think, by himself if he focused on the beginning of the year. But it's, it's something that he does and I'm, I'm fine with it. Because, like I said, I keep saying this, this year does not matter for us. If we finish in the 8th seed, if we finish in the 5th seed, if we finish in the 12th seed, it doesn't fucking matter. I think it matters to him. I think he's going to turn it on when he thinks he should and get us into the playoffs and then go from there. What, what you don't want to be in the playoffs, and again, we've said this many times, is these games do matter. So these ones that, that you're talking about him coasting and you're losing these games, they mm-hmm. are going to matter at the end of the day. Right. Because there are teams you know, that are coming up right now that are winning games early. And yeah. I don't mean to, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking the San Antonio's, I'm talking yeah. the Oklahoma cities, Sacramento's like, these are the games that like, you know, you want to win these games. Right. And, and, and we just played uh, one of the worst games that I've seen in a while against the Toronto Raptors. Oh boy. And to speaking to my point, LeBron only took 12 shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, th- he said that you, they were up 40 though, dog. So they were going to, they we, were gonna we only lost by 14. Right. So came back. So, that that to me is you know that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his per game numbers. He's taking I don't, I think the most shots he's taken in a game is like 18. I think that maybe the the double overtime against San Antonio he got above that, but it, it's clear to me that he's he's making a concerted effort to relax right now. So you just want you want a little more assertiveness, aggressiveness from LeBron right now. Yeah. Um. Do you feel? I mean, they just signed Tyson Chandler. That's nice. cool. Great. Cool. It's Great. not it's not 06 Tyson Chandler, guys. Yeah. A lot of Laker fans. I had one guy I ran into. He's like, oh, well, we got Big Daddy coming to the team. I'm like, yo, bro, Tyson really hasn't been relevant for five, four years. Bro. And, and what, what you just said is we need shooters. Yeah. Tyson Chandler can't hit the backboard from Ooh. 20 feet. No. So why are we signing a guy that we have enough of? We have, we have JaVale McGee, who's at this point, as weird as it sounds, a better version of Tyson Chandler. And Javale's playing great, leading the league in blocks, <laughs> and he's doing whatever we want out there. He's running like a fucking gazelle. He is. He is. Uh, I, I, I'm loving McGee, and we have young guys like Jonathan Williams coming off the bench and Zubats coming off the bench who are fine. We have we drafted Mo Wagner, mm-hmm. a seven foot center. Why the fuck are we signing Tyson Chandler when we need a fucking shooter? I don't get it. We were 25% from three against uh, the Toronto Raptors again. We have to be one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. Definitely. This doesn't make sense to me. So this and is this, magic then, Exactly. Right? This is magic, magic and Rob Palinka. Right. So if they, it, maybe what he's thinking, maybe what he's thinking is, is, is if we sign Tyson Chandler, it should immediately impact our secondary unit on defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be true. 
I think that might be true. We might be able to put Tyson in when JaVale goes out and maintain a rim protector, which we don't necessarily have without JaVale in the game. That's exactly why you got him, Drew. You you, you hit it right on the head. Totally exactly fine with why. that. But that is not our biggest problem. No. So that's my issue. I agree. Uh, we have guys in place to succeed. It would be great to see Mo Wagner dress in a uniform and maybe step on the floor. You really because, want to see Mo. Well, we're talking about our shooting problems. Right. The reason he was drafted is because he's a seven footer who can shoot. So let maybe give maybe, him a shot. Can we get him? Can we get him a shot? <laughs> One shot. And we've said, it, we've said it many a times. If you have shooters like Kyle Korver and like Nick Young that are that are available, why aren't you getting these guys for the minimum? Or they, at least making a fucking phone call to they Cleveland. Would, they would, Nick Young would play for free right now. I feel like he would play for free. Did you see what he posted the other night? I don't know. It was it was a picture of him like in an empty room. And the, the hash, it was hashtag bored. Oh, like this, my This guy God. just wants to fucking play. This is right? what I mean. So, so anyways, back to the, the, the Walton magic feud yes i think we both feel that it's two guys passionate about their job yes. and, and their team i don't see it as an argument me and you do the same fucking thing i mean we've been in some arguments before yeah. but um and even if it was an argument it's good this right. is all good stuff right we shouldn't be happy being foreign will six. luke walton this is my question yeah. will luke walton finish off the season as the lakers head coach 100 he will remain the lakers head coach unless he and lebron start getting into some shit. Because LeBron has been known to get coaches fired. He has a track record, I, supposedly. And, and you know how much I love Luke Walton. <laughs> I am. You love Luke, bro. I may be the biggest Luke Walton fan. You have his jersey. I grew up. Uh, my dad watched Bill Walton in the 70s. My dad was a college basketball player during that era. And so I grew up listening to stories about Bill Walton. And then Luke Walton went to my school, University of Arizona. I followed in Luke Walton's footsteps. Uh, he, he played fantastic there. He was a Laker. Like, this is my guy, okay? Uh, I love Luke Walden way more than I'll ever love LeBron James. That's and that's so just, crazy. And, and that's just what it is. <laughs> uh, so I'm firmly planted in the Luke Walton side. Now, if he gets into some shit with LeBron, I would rather have LeBron on the team than Luke. So if it, if it comes to choosing between them... I love Luke, but I would understand if they get rid of it because LeBron has a history of coaches uh, not making it very long. Say, say you drop the next seven of ten, though. Say you drop the next seven of ten. So here, still riding with here, here, it. Magic Johnson came out uh, this week and said that Luke Walton will remain the head coach for the remainder of the season. Okay. Now, is that a vote of confidence for Luke? No. Not really. <laughs> it's no, not it job is, security. No, it is not. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's nice because he's got till May. You're like, ah, cool. I'm cool. Yeah, he's got I'm till cool. March. Well, I or mean, April. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, if we don't make the playoffs, he's got he's got a little bit longer, a little less time. But but it's really it's really harsh to go at Luke at this stage because all the years that he's been a head coach for us, it's, I think this is his third third year. There was no incentive to win. He had no reason to win. They didn't want him to win. So now we're 10 games into a season where we're supposed to actually win. And you have a whole, a, a whole new roster, essentially. You have, you know, five guys that know Luke for what he was before, but you have all these new guys coming in here. Your bench is different to, to judge a man who has had zero incentive to win. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to hit a switch with all these new guys and new personalities. And tell me how hard it must be to coach Lance Stevenson. Oh, it's got to be so difficult, frustrating as hell. I love Lance. I love Lance. And when he, Lance will make you dance. And when he's good, he's good. He's really, really right. good. And when he's bad, it's like I oh, fucking love you, Lance. Oh my That's god. my guy, though. So, but my point is, it's not he. Did, he's not handed. It's not like he went to coach Duke. No. And all the guys are listening to him. But that's part of coaching, Drew, is you have to right. manage personalities. And you got to know coming into this but year But you that, need time. Uh, no, I'm with yeah. you. We, 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 we're going to reevaluate at All-Star break. That, that's when all of this shit is going to matter. Correct. Everything's going to be reevaluated. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be talking about the Lakers a lot, dude, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think Tyson Chandler is going to make a fucking huge deal. Go out and get some shooters, I magic. would much rather what have... What the fuck are you doing? I'd much rather have Kyle Korver. <laughs> Definitely. So going around real quick, Drew, around the NBA. Okay. CJ dropped 40 last night. He did. Against the Bucks. And, and he also dropped Dante DiVincenzo. Your boy. Oh, Dante. Dante. Caught a body. Caught a body. Hey, here's here's what I'll say about Dante mm -hmm. DiVincenzo. He was actually playing really good defense. He was. He was up in CJ, and CJ pulled a hell of a step back on him. And, uh, oh, boy. Hey, Dante's getting minutes, too. He's he's actually getting some minutes on that team. Yeah. Um, and Portland is Portland is playing really well, as they normally did, like they did last year. They eight started and three. off eight and three right now. They're in second. They're third. Third behind, behind Denver and Golden Denver State. Denver and Golden State. 
We play them tonight. Clippers play Portland tonight. Oh, uh, Clippers have. The, listen to my next four games, Drew. Oh yeah, this is this is this is what's going to determine <laughs> the, our season. The gauntlet. This is the gauntlet right now. We got Portland. Yeah. San Antonio, Milwaukee, Golden State. Next four games. I want to go two and two. Portland, San Antonio, Milwaukee, Golden, Golden State. State. That is that is pretty. That's going to be tough. That is stiff. It's going to be tough. But I'm 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 happy with the way we're playing right now. Okay. Defensively, again, yeah. I say the same thing every week. Uh, as long as we're healthy, I've. I've figured out who my spirit animal is, and it, his name is Milos. Okay, Milos. I, I think if I was a professional basketball hey, player, I would be Milos. He plays no D, drops mad dimes. Yeah, can shoot pretty well. Yeah, that's me. He played some defense. I, he, you know, it's funny. I turned on a Clipper game. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Thank you for turning on a Clipper game. Yeah, there must have been nothing else on. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but no, I turned on. A, I turned on a Clipper game. Oh, he got in Derrick Rose's yeah. face. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he deed up D Rose. He did, and Rose got into his. He face. wasn't feeling it. And Trez, Montrez Harrell, D Rex. Honestly, every team should want Montrez Harrell because he got right in D Rose's mm-hmm. face. And said, "Bro, all, you just got deed up a little bit by yeah. an old man. You just body. You don't you. have to get that upset Chill. about it. You just got deed up by a 45 year old middle aged Middle Eastern man. Hey, Milos is the man, though. That's so my I, guy. I love. I like Milos a lot, too. but he does not play any D. Like except him, for that one play. <laughs> And he got it. He fouled him. He, he fouled did, him. On he that did play. foul him, but yeah, it's you know, it is what it is. Uh, but it's it's horrific watching him play against like Russell. And, and oh, he can't Craig. be out there. He, so just, he can't be out there. <laughs> he can't. Another thing um, we had mentioned last All Star break. This this just broke twenty minutes ago, people. Um, but we mentioned last year on an episode okay. when they did you know this whole new schematics uh, for drafting. Right. You know, the yeah. Team. The new the new uh, system. There's no conferences anymore in the All Star game. You get to pick your team. Captains pick the teams. Right. We had said what a fucking great idea would be if they could televise that. It was a missed opportunity last year. last year. And 20 minutes ago, they just announced that the players' union and the league had come to an agreement to televise. Good. The NBA All Star Draft, beautiful 2019, presented by Kia. <laughs> it's gonna be, <laughs> of course. Um, I think that's gonna be dope. I think there's gonna be feelings that are gonna be hurt. That's I think be fun. nobody's gonna want to be a fucking captain. Who's gonna want to be captain? Nobody, right? No, like John Wall, I guess. Yeah, Wall. John doesn't give a fuck. Jimmy Butler, John Wall, captain. Yes, go. go. That's what- <laughs> Yes! Jimmy Butler, John Wall, you two motherfuckers are the captains. Just piss off everybody right now. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's obvious they don't give a fuck. That would be great. No, I'm ex- I'm actually kind of excited to see what that looks like. I hope I hope it's not fucking just god awful. I hope it's not like corny and stupid. Like the NBA draft was. If as long as it makes it look nothing like the NBA draft. That's what draft. I mean. Yeah, do we have to we, are the, are the parents going to walk out on <laughs> stage of, the, of these guys? It should be a 30 minute 30 minutes. Show, 30. It should be just like the NBA draft lottery. It should lottery, be, it yes. should be that. The draft lottery where you, where you it's it takes 28 minutes to, to <laughs> boom, we're in, we're out, the teams are set, let's go. You do it at a halftime of a fucking game. No, that would be you, great. That would be perfect. That would be great. Uh TNT do do not not make this a fucking uh, no, I a don't show. want it to be an hour. No more circuits. No hours, please. I just want to see Russell Westbrook get picked like sixth and him be irate. He'll just be upset. I'd love if nobody picked Jimmy Butler yeah, well, and nobody somebody, picked John Wall. Somebody will pick Jimmy. <laughs> somebody will pick Jimmy. John Wall might not make it, I guess, at Fuck this point. No. He might not make it. God, but. they are such a mess. D. Howard played last Dwight. night. Dwight. Dwight. I posted on our page. Dwight Howard is back, y'all. Took a jumper that hit the side of the backboard. Yeah, he went. He Dude. went for the Tim Duncan bank. Oh my god! And hit the hit the corner. It went the, into the, the third row. The metal, like the metal corner. It was, oh my god, that was ugly. I just want to be a fly on the wall in the Washington Wizards locker room. I want to know what the fuck goes on in there. Yeah, you they, might as well be a cricket because I feel like there's crickets playing in that locker room all day long, dude. It's just not a lot of camaraderie none. in there. None. But you know who has camaraderie, bro? Who's that? We do. Is that right? Episode 51. <laughs> Bobby, the Bobby episode. That's right. We're going to come back with episode 52 next. Actually, Drew, no. I don't think I'm going to be here for episode 52 because I, I have general soreness. Oh, right no. Now. Well, you got to rest have, sometimes. I might have to rest. You know, maybe we'll, I'll, I'll bring in a substitute. I mean, who's who's Jimmy? Uh, Josh Akogi. I'll fly in Josh Akogi to <laughs> take, him your, in. take your spot for, for 52. I understand, though. You got to you gotta take it you gotta easy. You got to take it easy, bro. This is tough. Soreness. It's a tough life it's sitting soreness, here, man. dog. Gotta, it, it catches up to you. It's the follow through with Clips. And Drew, we're going to take him out with something hot. I got a slapper today. Uh-oh. I got Belly featuring French Montana. I like Belly. Dust. Oh. This shit is a slapper. It'll slap you like LaMelo Ball in a Lithuanian game. <laughs> good. That's good. That's really good. It's the follow through with Do Clips and Drew. We're ghosts. Later. Bobby!
Four-wheeler jet skis, Puerto Rico waters, cash for foreigns, call me Ashton Martin Lawrence, Florence the machine, hunt around machine of Florence, in the hood, robbing, robbing hood, feed the homeless, don't seek in them seeking moments, G. West and Otis, rip top on my wrist of Lotus, Hurricane Chris, left hook, Westbrook, diamond chains, how you looking like steak and fangs, I be risen with the technique, my V103 like Greg Street, that straight cash, me and Belly with a hundred A-Rap 40 sound like a plane crash money keep on falling Every time I try to leave it alone, I swear it keep on calling I can't get away, keep on falling Every time I try to leave it alone, I swear it keep on calling I Ben Rilla, my pen Ella hey. You suffer than Ben Stella in a chinchilla hey. Sim Sima, Sim Sima Who got the keys to my Bima, the Alpina hey. Fuck a cult, we define a culture So they keep us in the vault, just a sign of vultures hey. Designer hosts, Ferragamo loafers Overtime still ballin', throw my timers over Look, up north, I'm the soya in the duck sauce Tryna shake the paranoia from the drugs off No love lost, but you know that kind of love cost It made me go and get my heart and I the dust off, dust, dust off, dust, dust off, shoulders, dust off, shake the motherfucking dust off.